Kipling, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Musical X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. We're featuring three prominent up-and-coming female singer-songwriters. And, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But first, um, girls, it's time to get ready to sit down, to get your mister, to get your fan, to get your extra big box of Kleenex and your extra, extra big box of wipes. Because the very famous one one is here. Hello, Mac. Right, let Hello, me do, girls. Let me do that again. We went, okay. wait, hang on. Hold on. What? Wait. The very famous one one is here. Yes. I'm here. I'm here for all of you. All, all the women in the fan club, all the women on the show. Uh, we do this intentionally, by the way, in case you guessed. Uh, we do the show intentionally? Yeah, we, we, <laughs> 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 okay. We, we like to get as many female voices on the show as we can. Okay. All right. And how you doing, Mac? Glad to be here, as always. Uh-huh. We're in the studio up in Exeter, New Hampshire, and for some reason, it's like 90 freaking degrees it's, in I'm here. I'm dying. Uh, I'm sweating. And it's 82 degrees, the warmest day we've had so far in New England uh, in the uh, this year. So anyway. It was only 82. 82. Felt like 83. No cocoa tonight, <laughs> middle-aged women. No cocoa. He's on a secret mission. Okay. Uh, however, up there in uh, the Bowl of Flakes is our national correspondent. I guess middle-aged women would be interested in it too. Switchblade Steve Ward. Switch. Uh, great to be here, Mac. Mm -hmm. How are you? I am beyond wonderful. Good. Good to hear. Okay. Everything okay? Why do you have a red shirt on? What's going on with that? <laughs> what? Yeah, you have a red so, shirt on. You're not dressed. So what? Oh, oh, oh it's it's uh. Don't take, don't take it off. Pero, Pero, what, Pero what, what is that? Darrow Destroyer. You know, the Shaver Mystery. You know no. the Darrows? No, I do. No. Creatures that live underground no. and cause havoc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You should have sent him a Bruin shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see them last night? Did you watch No, them? I didn't watch oh, them. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Best game of the year, I guess. Yeah, it was. Speaking of unbelievable, I feel like we've already done this, but our um, favorite good witch up in upstate New York, Raven. Raven, how are you doing tonight? Hi, I'm doing great, my friends. How are you? Good. Hello, Raven. Do you have a bun tonight? Is this, is this, a, is this a bun night? No. No? What is that? Nope. Oh, okay. This is oh, a, a little point. It's, a high, it's really humid here. Mm -hmm. My hair is just not right. dealing with it well. So okay. this was the best I could do. Hey, looks great. Yeah, of course. Wow, now, you. now you can see why we are a two-hour show. Should be pounding down like four beers before the show is over. <laughs> four sixteen. Let's see, sixteen times four is what? Sixty-four. Don't ask These me. These are little ones. That's just a little one. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, 
sitting in the middle of the Hollywood Squares, at least from my point of view, is a very famous producer and uh, engineer, mixing engineer. They call him on the street C C Sadi C Cotty, but his real name is Chris Billiards. Chris. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Mac? Good. I'm really excited to be here tonight. This is going to be a good show. Yes. I want to hear everybody singing. Now, Chris. And uh, yeah. Good to- Before we introduce the talent, Chris works at Bristol Studios in Boston, a uh, very famous place. Used to be right across the street from Berkeley School of Music. Now it's like down the street, about another block away. But a very interesting part of town. A lot of yeah, musicians. but we. Go ahead. Great, Chris. I was going to say we upgraded, and uh, now we're across from Symphony Hall. So. Oh, that's right. Nice. Yeah, right. Really? Kind of move, yeah. Moving up in the neighborhood. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Diagonally across the street there. So any singer-songwriters who are uh, joining us tonight or listening out there, if you suck up the Chris, you never know. You'll be on America's Got Talent or, you know, the one with the cheers spin around. What's that? Yeah. He's like the George Martin of Boston. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. The voice. <laughs> the voice. The voice, right. The voice. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, let's go right around the horn as far as I can see. I, apparently, I don't see the same thing as other people see on Zoom. Is that the Right. It, the orientation of the, the checkerboard squares here is okay. uh, different. All right. Let's go to the blonde, Cynthia Smith. How are you doing? Cynthia. Hey, Mac. How are you? Okay. You're a singer-songwriter, correct? Yes. Have you run into any temperamental producers in your career? Only Chris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into that later. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, don't worry. We got two hours to blow here. Um, calling in from uh, Wisconsin up uh, near the Great Lakes is our good friend, super fan, Barbara With. Barbara, how are you doing? I'm fabulous, don't you think? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. She really does look like Annie Lennox. Yeah. She got that Annie yeah, Lennox thing going. Does. Happy to be here. It's been a while since I've graced your yes. show. Yes, be careful. Uh, and okay, and um, also out there in California, joining us, and her name just happens to be Estelle California. Estelle, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Now your name is California, but you're from France, right? Yeah. Okay. What part of France? I was in France, but I was in Paris, and I tried to escape here. Well, I'm going to ask the question everyone is wondering about. Why do French people not like Americans? What's the problem? But I think French people like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's one reason. Oh, I feel better. All right. <laughs> okay. I thought we were singled out, but best. I guess not. I do feel him. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Wow. I had this little, little, little history lesson there for you. Know, Bob, uh, Barbara's been in France a ton of times. Yeah, that's right. You used to go to France in, uh, in, for six weeks and just write songs and stuff, right? Yeah. Just sing and wander and drink a lot of champagne. Mm. Uh, love wow. wow. Nice. Hit up all the jazz year, clubs. Mm-hmm. Well. Why don't we do this? So we're here tonight on the Musical X-Files. It's usually military X-Files, but every few weeks we do a Musical X-Files. People really like them. And um, we just thought it'd be interesting to get a bunch of uh, songwriters together, along with a temperamental producer, and um, just talk about uh, you know music and what it's been like and so on and so forth. But when we do uh, these music shows, we start them off the same way, and we have 
I'm looking at Raven now. Is that the top five, or is the top ten? There's two. Two. There's a top, top two. Ten oh. and a top five. Okay. And there's like, I'm gonna pull it up right Let's now. In uh, one second. We, we should have had that meeting. Listen to my earlier. voice. I'm pulling it up right now. Yes. This is like a real radio show. Yes, yeah, we is. make it, it up really as we go is. along. Right. Five. F- okay. Five anti-trombone jokes, and then ten other ones. Okay, let's go what? to the ten. Yes, this is everyone who comes on has to do the ten top musician jokes. Okay, do you remember? Right. Okay. Okay, Chris has heard some. All right, let's just try it. Let's go. We can right. always edit this out. Raven, please. <laughs> top ten musician jokes. Let's see if the uh, musicians know the answer. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what's the difference between a banjo and a vacuum cleaner? What's the difference between a banjo and a vacuum cleaner? Cynthia, any idea? Banjo, vacuum cleaner. Oh. No. Something about sucking air. Oh. Barbara. <laughs> vacuum. No. Uh, I'm no. Estelle. What's the difference between oh. a what is it? A banjo and a vacuum cleaner? Okay. Okay, that's a pass. Uh, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, okay, we'll put that in. I, I, I think I know. Go ahead, Chris. Can, can, I t- can I take a guess? Sure. A vacuum cleaner sucks and a banjo plucks. No. Raven. That's no? good. Sound good. Yeah, I, I like it. But no. Damn it. Go ahead. Could um, it be the answer next time, please? Why, why no, no, All right, what's the answer? Go ahead, Raven. Uh, you have to plug one in before it sucks. Oh, well, <laughs> sucks was in there. Okay, number oh, nine, I please. Close. I had the sucking. You were part. close. You got right. <laughs> number nine. Wow. Number nine. What's the difference between a banjo and a South American macaw? What's the difference between a banjo and a South American macaw? Yeah, macaw. It's a big bird. Oh. Cynthia. Barbara. Oh, having a clue. Estelle? Really, you're getting me Raven. Let's go. Oh. All right, let's have it, Raven. One is loud, obnoxious, and noisy. The other is a bird. Okay, you see where we're going here? <laughs> I see it. <laughs> okay, please. But no. why are we being mean to banjos? It's, it's early yet. Go ahead, please. Jeez, I Raven. love banjos. Number eight. Number eight. What is the difference between a banjo and an onion? What is the difference between a banjo and an onion? Anyone just call it out at this point. Has to be about crying. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cry. Let us know, Raven. It is. Nobody cries when you chop up a banjo. Oh <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Next one, please. Next, Raven. What's the de- blah, blah. What's the definition of perfect pitch? What's the definition of perfect pitch? Throwing a banjo over a cliff. Wow. Almost. That's a perfect day. Yeah, that's a pretty, yeah, right. Okay, Raven, let us know. When you toss a banjo in the dumpster and it hits an accordion. Yes. <laughs> perfect fact. Okay. All right. Next, please, Raven. What phrase will you never hear from a banjo player? What phrase will you never hear from a banjo player? Want to hear that again? What? <laughs> 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 yes. No, 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 that would be from the person listening to it. Right, right? they didn't want to hear it again. Am I in tune? Go ahead, Raven. I remember this one. That's my Porsche. That's my Porsche. 
Okay. All right. Oh, oh Estelle has already left us. Look at she's gone already. <laughs> she didn't last. Wow. Okay. Next question, please, Raven. Uh, why don't bass players tell blonde jokes? Why don't bass players tell blonde jokes? Go ahead. There's a blonde in the room. Go ahead. Because they don't understand them. Oh, see, that's offensive. <laughs> that's offensive to two parts of them. Okay. Oh, she's back. Okay. Uh, next. Oh, she's one. got a bigger, bigger drink. Oh, that's good. Uh, okay. Are we at number one yet? <laughs> no, we're at number. Just hang on there, Wani. What number are we at? Number four. Number oh, four. Oh, yes, I know. Go ahead, please. Uh. What do you what What do you throw a drowning bass player? What do you throw a drowning bass player? Go ahead. His amp. His yeah. amp. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a drummer and a bass guitarist catch a cab in New York City. Which one is the real musician? The cab driver. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, next one, please. Uh, why did the new bass player miss his second lesson? Why did the new bass player miss his second lesson? He already learned all there was. <laughs> he has. I remember this. He got a gig, right? He got a gig. <laughs> okay. And the last uh, top ten, number one, number top one. ten musician jokes. What are the three most difficult years in a bass player's life? What? <laughs> What are the three most difficult years in a bass player's life? What are they? The second grade. Oh, <laughs> See, that's cruel. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. I thought in there somewhere there I'm would glad be. Glad you didn't tell that joke to Matt. Yeah, oh, wait, he's heard it more than oh, once. Sir, okay. It's, it's better than what a bass player's use of birth control. What a bass player's use of birth control? Their personality. Their personalities, yes. Okay. Oh. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough with the bass players. How do you get a, um, one more, how do you get a trombone player off your front porch? Pay him for the pizza. We get a million. Yeah. Pay him for the pizza. Pay him for the pizza. All right. We're going to have to, we're going to sweeten this sweeten, up. Sweeten this is going to cost me a fortune to put in take a applause. Barbara's ready to fall asleep here. So listen, so let me start with, let me start with Cynthia. Okay. Now uh, you and I know each other and, and you are someone who of many talents, but um, you're a really good songwriter, but it isn't the only thing you do. It's like one of five or six things you do, right? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah. I mean, you 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 put. The, I've seen dresses you've put together from, you know, hazard waste, hazardous waste, right? You've done that. What? <laughs> I'm a, a a collage artist and a recycle artist. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. So I use really? recycled materials to create outfits and hats. And I have a new studio in Amesbury. Uh, oh really? Mac that you haven't seen yet, but it has all my dresses lining the walls. Oh wow, huh. Oh. Nice. Very nice. So, I'll have to check it out. So when did you start you know, when did you become interested in music? And why? When I was two. Two? Hmm. When I was two. Yeah, my mother was a piano player, oh, okay. and, and they had music at home all the time. So I, I grew up with music. Mm-hmm. Wow! And um, in in you know because I've heard a number of your songs, you have a very personal touch in the songs that you write, right? Very. Yes, they're all like stories, mini stories. Mm-hmm. What was the one? Didn't uh, you know the fat man gave you a trailer truck, a truck or something? What's the name of that song? The fat man gave you a track. I the trailer. 
I got a pickup truck instead of a ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know where the fat guy came in. And that one also has sleeping with a fat man and I'm dating damaged goods. Okay, I'm dating was, damaged uh, goods. Dedicated to a man that was never dating. Music. Wow. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so um, any just real quick, any influences? Are there, who, who? I don't think that you would have any influences. I'm guessing. Um, this is like Joni Mitchell or someone. You know what? I it's all it is all over the place. I actually grew up with with show tunes, and so I think that actually was a big influence for me in a lot of uh, mm -hmm. my writing. Right. Yeah. Um, Barbara with sitting at her keyboard. Hello. So where did you? Where, when did you start? I'm going to say you probably started at two as well. I was young, and yeah, my mom was the choir director, so she dropped drug me in to be a alto in the children's choir when I was like four. Mm -hmm. She made you do drugs at four? Oh, that's not right. Wow. I got an early start, so I'm very, <laughs> very well-versed at that. Mm -hmm. And then I started writing music young, like 12 years old. Really? And by the time I got to high school, I was on the road with my two sets of original stuff and hmm. went on for 20 years. And yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's yes. a great life, great life. That's what they're doing up there in Austin. Awesome. She's told me all three of those stories, too, and they're amazing. The sex, the drug, and the rock. Really? Okay, another show. <laughs> Estelle, Estelle, when did you start writing music? Well, I started playing music when I was five. Uh, I know classical training, but I started writing music later in California, actually. I was writing text and playing and improvising, but I didn't put all together until I came here. <laughs> in, in, what do you play? What do you play? Yeah, I play the piano, the saxophone, and the guitar. Saxophone. Mm, wow. Uh oh. Mm, saxophone. Saxophone players are a breed of their own, correct? Well, saxophone is easier than the piano and guitar. The cello. The cello. You didn't have any saxophone jokes today. Right. No, I'm gonna, and we're happy for that. Is your saxophone close by? Yeah. Is your sax close by? Yeah, but it's not. Look at my piano. You want to see my piano? No, I want Miss, to. Let's do cello. She's got oh, the cello. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Holy cow. That's my baby. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's, That's awesome. Full grand. Um, all right, we'll take a break in about five minutes, but I just want to ask each one of you. Um, in my, you know, the, the reason I can't get into music or just listening to music was from the Beatles, right? I mean, there was stuff before that, but when they hit, I was just at the right age. They're on Ed Sullivan on my birthday. Everything just kind of connect, and for me, everything kind of goes from there. But I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, it, it might start with country, it might start with jazz, or the blues, or something like that. A lot of rock stars, it turns out, when they were kids, their parents used to play the blues, and that's how they get into the blues. So, you know, what is there anyone? I'm not saying um, that you um, take after, but is there anyone out there who do you really like, Cynthia? What what songwriter do you really like? It could be a man or a woman. Uh, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of Joni Mitchell fans for, right. here in the Zoom session, right, Barb? Is she? Yeah, Joni. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yes. You know, Joni Mitchell has a, a very strange disease. Should we? Do we want to talk about it? Nah, I don't. Have you ever heard of that? She has this. I actually know about it. Yeah, it's creepy. Once I've heard it, she. Yeah. she it's it's psychosomatic, right? It's psychosomatic. Maybe. But, Maybe. Maybe, but but little mushrooms grow out of your arms, right? 
What? what? Yes, it's true. What? what? No, that's an episode in, in itself. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> little, little, she, she, it's, it's, um, they. Is she a garden gnome? I don't know what she is. She's, I mean, she's famous and she's been the girlfriend of lots of rock stars, but she, um, it, they, they equate it to, um, what do you call it? The, the stigmata, where people, very religious people, will get cuts in their hands where it's supposedly oh, the nails went through their hands. Leprosy? No, uh, no, like the. Leperism? Stigmata where they uh, mimic stig- the crucifixion. Yeah, they. they yep. Yeah, yeah, they think they're, mm-hmm. you know, pie Christ. Uh, so, yeah, so anyway. Thank you, Joe. So what's she mimicking? Um, they don't know. You know, they don't know what causes it, but, you know, you can see pictures of these little mushrooms growing out of her arms. It's really freaky. Wow. Did she drink tea, Mad Hatter, and all? No. Oh, I don't know. I uh, thought you'd say, is she taking mushrooms? I don't think mushrooms? she, I don't think she can get out of a wheelchair. Oh, really? Is she, yeah, is she yeah. in a wheelchair now? Yeah. Oh, man, that's oh, award, an award clip with her for, in 2018, and they just wheeled her up to the edge of the stairs, and that was 2018. Oh, wow. Huh. Jeez. Wow. That, that's that's right. upsetting. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. But that's also... I want to vom hey. at the same time. There we go. Secret word yeah. of the night. Yep. Yeah. Don't even don't don't look it up. I read a story about it, and I, I really wish I didn't. Uh, the weird I'm thing. I'm gonna look it up. That your brain can do that anyway. Uh, so um, yeah, Joni Mitchell. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, I'd like to say something about Joni Mitchell's music, but um, go ahead. A local hero here from New Hampshire and grew up at basically at Harvard University. Tom Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, Really made a living off of some of her music, especially the song "Urge for Going." Yeah, "Urge for Going." I mean, it, put, it put him on the charts with Electra Records, mm-hmm. and wow, that's a great song, Tom. You know, and then you look at it, it's Joni Mitchell. Who's to? Hey, she wrote. It, she wrote songs for the monkeys. She wrote. Um, she wrote a lot of stuff another, before uh, she came came into her own popularity. Right. She was like a Brill Building person. Um, Michael from Mount West. Um, what did she? Uh, Another Pleasant Valley Sunday, I think she wrote. She wrote yeah. a couple hits for the for the monkeys. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so Barbara, I mean, who do you, you who, did you already answer Joni Mitchell? Or are you agreeing with Joni Mitchell? Well, I used to say that my musical parents were Joni Mitchell and Bruce Springsteen. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you know, uh, heavy on the deep lyric, and the then you know Bruce kind of gave me the little rock sensibility, but she really yes. guided me into. The, the hmm. lyrical depth, I okay. think, that I was able to to uh, also accomplish in my, in mm-hmm. my writing. It's a tough biz. Anyone who's in it for more than a year or so is really doing something, you know. Uh, it's so different now. In my opinion. Right. Than when I started. Right. Um, what oh, what yeah. makes it, what, what do you mean by different? Different what in the... Uh, in in the touring oh, part of it or the recording you know, uh, creation with, part? Yeah, with, well, without without the internet and then uh, the places to play. When I was up and coming, you know, there was a college circuit, right? And uh, pretty easy in that time to get into if you were willing to travel around to the colleges around the five states where I live up here. In, I was living in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and uh, paid well. Well, nice. now there's millions of musicians and willing to pay for nothing because nobody's really paying. I, I don't make any more money at a gig than I did when I started. Mm. Now. Right. Everything's so, changed. The business but, has changed, for sure. You know, but he, the good part is it is the Internet. You know, mm-hmm. People can, can access and you can network and check out gigs, you know, possible gigs. Oh, yeah. They yeah. only make like a half a penny 
every hundred songs you sell. Right. The streaming yeah. is crazy. It's um, but it's the way it is, you know. And there's there'll be no turning back. I mean, and they're not going to go back full time to eight track or anything. So, uh, Estelle, Estelle, California. How did you get? Were you born yeah. with the name California, or is that a stage name? No. Hmm. Yeah. Stage name. Yeah, I came here. I fell in love with the people, and I. And I always knew I don't belong to a man, right? I don't belong to a dad or a husband. Or so I knew I belonged to this land. Yeah, the people are so beautiful in California. Hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, girl. There you go. Love it. That's Raven. Uh, Chris, what can I ask you? Yeah. Who, um, I should ask you, who, who is your... Why I, can, I don't sing. Now you, hate the, you, <laughs> you hate the Beatles. We know that. Now, who, what, when you, no, were, no, okay. when you were, yeah, I mean, you've gone to, uh, you have degrees in music and so on, but when, when you, when you were growing up, who did you listen to? I listened to intensely. My biggest influence growing up is, was, still is probably, Frank, Frank Zappa. Zappa. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, you know, he is just, he's totally hate him. But it's not like from the lyrical, from a musical point of view. Yes. I mean, the guy's a genius. It's just like, you know, there's so much repetition and stuff nowadays. I mean, he would just like every couple of bars, he changed, you know, time signature, he had some different instruments, just mm -hmm. a little flick, you know, to kind of make a commentary on the lyric. I mean, okay. and then there's another side of him, you know, it's more the jazz thing and yes. another part of him that's, you know, unlistenable and <laughs> just very, a lot of social commentary. Yes. Uh, he was just all, and that just happened to be, uh, you know, what my family listened to. And so it dribbled down to me. He had a uh, album, I remember, because I lived in a house full of college buds for a while, and they would play six different versions of the song King Kong. Is that the kind of commentary you're talking about there, uh, Well, um, yeah, that was the early stuff, and then later on it got more, a little more commercial, you know, Valley Girl and... Uh, Godzilla. You know, there's too much to choose from. Weasels Rip My Flesh. Yes, that's the one. TV dinner. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. No. I saw Frank Zappa at um, who was he with? With Roland Kirk, and like I think I was like twelve years Rashan old. Rashan Roland Kirk, and I went with my parents. Ro wow. He was a sax player. Yep, ready to sell my gnome, and uh, yeah, and we we were playing. It was an old kind of jazz type thing, and then Frank Zappa was on left, and half of the audience got up and laughed out. Yep. It was well, pretty well, funny. Okay. But uh, it was amazing. You invited him up to jam on stage, and uh, yeah, the other half stayed. So he he's always been my guy. Um, you know, on his recordings, he always had like the best band members. Yeah, right. Yes. Ever. Oh, yeah. oh my thing. God! Total yeah. virtuoso. You know, Steve Vai. Yeah. Steve Vai, yeah. Yep. Great mean, guitar player. Yeah. Terry Bozio, the drummers, uh, George Duke. I mean, I think it goes he, on and on. And I on. think he also discovered Alice Cooper, if I'm not mistaken. Alice. Yep. 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 For some reason. Then wasn't there some guy on the in the Turtles Alice that was Cooper. in the band too, right? Uh, either uh, yeah. Some some connection with the uh, Bert or Ernie. Uh, yes, you're right. Some, there, there was the some turtles. connection between them the and the turtles. turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a guy or two that became the turtles was in Frank Zappa's. A lot of people went in yeah, and yeah, out of Frank Zappa's. Volant. Mark Volant. Mark Volant. Yeah, that's right. it. Yeah. They sang. Uh, why don't yeah. we take a Howard commercial? Kaplan. Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Musical X Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network tonight. We're talking to three female songwriter singers, and we'll be right back after this. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? 
Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with the forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. back everyone to Mac Maloney's Musical X-Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We're doing a special show tonight on singer-songwriter, female singer-songwriters. I'm going to very quickly introduce the posse. Uh, girls, the famous, famous Juan Juan is here. Hello Mac, hello girls and guys and everybody that's out there listening and all the ships at sea, welcome mm -hmm. to the show. Uh, no Coco tonight, Coco's on a secret mission. Up in uh, Michigan, Switchblade Steve Ward, Switchy. Great to be here tonight. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. Raven is with us. Raven, our favorite good witch. Raven, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Okay. No hat tonight. No bun. No bun. Okay. No. Oh. Got a scrunchie. Scrunchie, okay. That scrunchies went out of... No? Okay. What would I know? Um, Chris Billius, famous reporter. Famous, yeah, famous reporter. He might be a reporter. He's also a famous producer <laughs> down in Boston. CB, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Mac. I'm doing good. Okay. You're in fine voice tonight for the show. Really? Yeah? Who are you talking to? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking to you. I heard today that for the first time that, that Bristol Studios is so highfalutin, they have a no, um, what do you call it when you can't, you can't mix with your customers? No uh, fraternization policy. Oh, fraternization yes. policy. Cynthia, yeah, yeah, well. Cynthia, did you know that, that Bristol Studios has says, a no fraternization policy? No. Yes, it's true. I, I was just there the other night. Oh, okay. Well, you must be friends. Fraternizing. And yeah. I fraternized yeah, what's, a lot. What's the problem with fraternizing? Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Well, there's a policy against that. She fraternized. Yeah, you must have been with the boss. The boss can fraternize. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so why why is that policy? I don't know. I, that, that's why he doesn't return my Christmas cards or anything, Chris, because he doesn't want to fraternize with them. Okay. Listen. Is this a joke or what? And it sounds nice. We'll, we'll tell you off here. Okay, it's, all right. It's, it's a semi-joke. All right. Um, Barbara, you were just playing your piano. Do you have a song you can, uh, a tale you can tell? Can you entertain us? A, a, a road oh, story. Oh, I'm sorry. Estelle California is also joining us. Estelle, how are you? You've never been on a show like this, have you? Do they have shows like this in France? On a show like, like you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Every Monday, I am on a radio in Iowa this way. Iowa. Iowa. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yes. 
Yeah, Iowa is a real state. I know that. What are you trying to? What are you insinuating this, Richie? That I'm dumb? Well, you're so far out east. You, I'm not sure hey, if listen. you knew about the states west of the Mississippi. Can I tell you something? America's heartland. Hey, west of the Hudson, baby. <laughs> Next stop, L.A. Believe me. Listen, but while we're talking about Switch, we have to get to the biggest part of the show. This is the part of the show that everyone listens to. This is our school. We have to know, Switch. What did you have for breakfast today? Mac, um, yeah, as you know, I'm, I'm a rambling guy, and uh, okay. you know I, I've got things going on. Go so ahead. this morning, all I had was a food bar oh. and hot black coffee. Oh. Sorry, like a healthy. I cannot thing? tell a lie. Like one of those healthy a things. Food bar. A food. Bar. Yeah, just a food bar. You yeah, know, like a, a power on. bar, whatever you want to call it. A granola bar. Oh no! No no! More come like on, a, Raven. A balanced food bar. <laughs> balanced. You know. This is switch you're talking. Never you heard. Know. I've never heard of that. Nestle's chocolate. Like, yeah, chocolate. Okay. With yeah. almonds. <laughs> That's it. Protein bar. Okay. So. Protein bar. Huh. Uh, two okay. years ago, two, two weeks ago for breakfast, Switch had a piece of lemon cake with lemon frosting, correct? That's correct. Okay. And he hasn't recovered from it yet. The week before that, you went to Denny's and had the astronauts breakfast, right? Steak and eggs. That's right. With some hash browns. Okay. So why in the world? And then he goes to, you know, a donut shop like every day. In fact, he goes to a donut shop that is... They're going to name a donut after him. He's such a. Mac, it, it, it can't be a list every time, or people get okay. bored with it. I understand. You know? Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I was just going to say, why would someone accuse you of eating a granola bar? That would be just too off, though. I've never heard someone call it a food bar. Is that a Midwestern thing? Uh, it's it's kind of what it is. Raven. I mean, it's well, I mean, not a Western thing. The thing. A is A. The thing <laughs> is what it is, you know. Okay, listen. All right, I've never heard that. He's going to wise mouth you, Raven. Let's just do it, something to switch you. All right. Ain't no granola in it, lady. Everybody, every everyone here has a style about them, okay? I want everyone here to look at Switch, and we're just going to ask you one question. Women, girls, you should know the answer mm -hmm. to this. Ready? He kind of looks like uh, back in the 50s or something. I'm not talking about that. Oh, I know. Switch wearing a rug or not? Rug or not? <laughs> Is that a squirrel on his head? That is not a rug. Cynthia, rug? Nope, no. it's real. Barbara, rug? It's real. Hmm. Estelle, can you tell? Does he have a toupee? That's a French word. Does he have one on? It's real. <laughs> it's real. Chris, do you wanna, are you with me? I say rug. I'm, no, I, I think that's real. All right, his pot was on the other side last week. How do you do that? He you might have, do it's called a comb. Hey, you can a comb over. Okay. That's how he got his name. Maybe okay. his video camera was flipped or something. Yeah. Wow. Oh. So, Barbara, with entertain us with a song, please. Song? Yes. Oh, I had a story. Oh, a story oh. and a song. Showing the dinner. All right. All right. I'm gonna tell you the story first because it's a funny story. Okay. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't super funny at the time, but. Of course, looking back, it was uh, it was uh, 1982, okay. and I was touring around in a blue school bus with five guys singing rock and roll in little roadhouses, and we went to Sioux City, Iowa, and it was a old theater that was made into a club, mm -hmm. and it had a marquee, and it said Barbara with. Band. The name of band. My last name is with right. W I T H. Barbara right. with band. So we go in and we set up, and the stage 
He's like super long and skinny. Yeah. And then there's a box for the singer with with a glass top where the lights shine up. Oh, special effects. Well, it, you know, I didn't really understand why would you have this, you know, if you're going to have a band with drummer, guitar players, why do you have just this skinny little stage and then there's this box with for, like a big a box that you would with stand glass on? glass top and lights that shine up. I get it. I've yes. never seen that before. So, Well, I yeah. found out on Friday night. Yeah. On the off nights, it's a strip club. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> and everybody thought it was Barbara oh. with band. Barbara. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The- Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together <sighs> for the, the lovely and talented <laughs> Barbara. Put your dollars together. Yikes. <laughs> Don't reach. Yeah. Don't yeah. reach over no. the plastic. No. Hmm. So anyway, that was. No. That was the, wow. You make any good yeah. tips that night? Yeah, I was just, gonna say, like, was how was no. the turnout? <laughs> well, it was a it was a good turnout, but they were disappointed. Why? Did you do a little oh. dance? They with thought them? I was a stripper, oh. and when I wouldn't take off my clothes, it wasn't quite the same. Oh, for that was them. disappointing to them. Okay. Uh, Interesting. They kind of <laughs> settled in, and you know, is got this, used to it. Is but. this what the song is about? <laughs> Nobody threw any what? Uh, rotten any, vegetables at you. Did anyone right? throw dollar bills at you? No. Oh. No, oh. You, usually, they usually do that if you're stripping. Well, them. there might have been right. some confused yeah. people yeah. in there. Who knows? And I, Plus, I wasn't, so, there, yeah, there weren't going to be no dollar bills. Hey, I threw That's dollar fun. bills at Pavarotti. He picked them up. So you is, did. <laughs> Barbara, can you, can you play us a song and tell us a story or she something? Just, she just told a story. Well, is, are we going to do a song? Is the song about... I was a stripper for one night. <laughs> uh, I no, I I did not compose a song uh, mm-hmm. about that. Okay, but I mean I can play a song. Let's go. If you want me to? Sure. I'd I'd love to. <clears throat> this I wrote uh, in 1983, I believe, mm-hmm. and I had a little. Uh, I called it my beach piano because back in 1983, the technology to have a Casio keyboard yeah. it was yes. like a pong machine. Sort yes, of the, you know the drummer and stuff but i could take it to the beach if you had you know six giant batteries cool. and uh i live on the most beautiful island in the world and there was the beach and i waited until night fell then i took my radio mm-hmm, took my rock and roll out to moonlight bay and on the way, I strained to see your campfire. I even called out your name. I said, hey, Juan Juan, oh. come dance. I know this perfect beach. So come dance. Come dancing on the beach. I'm tempted by the red and green of his Harley lights. Mm, If I had his wheels, I'd take off and fly away. But the moon is full, so it seems. And we're celebrating down here on the street of dreams. 
said, come dance, let's dance. I've got this perfect beach. Come dance, come dancing on the beach. Come dance, come dancing on the beach. Cause summer wrapped her love around. She took you by surprise. What do you do with sorrow? What can you do with pride? You know you just can't trust in everyone you meet. Not unless it's a dance, to dance on the beach. So come dance, come dancing on the beach. So wait until the night falls, then bring your radio. Mm, get your heart, take your soul out to Moonlight Bay. And on the way, strain to see my campfire. Cause I'm out there celebrating, I'm dancing the night away. Perfect beach. Come dance, come dancing on the beach. Come dance, come dancing on the beach. Come dance, come dance, come dance. It's so exciting and sweet. Dance, mmm, dancing on the beach. Awesome. Wow, that was really, really good. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Thank you so very much. That was so much fun. Very nice and very, very, very I'm uh, like a, I'm full of goosebumps. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it was tingling. I love it. Just the, the, the turn if I can use a music biz phrase, like time. the turns that you the turns that you do in that song. Am I using the right term there, Chris? You know, like the kind of the, the one mu melody to the other to the other and everything just kind of connects, you know? Very nice. Was, yeah. You know, you, you had mentioned that uh, you were influenced by Bruce Springsteen. And like the opening line, for some reason, there was something about it lyrically and melodically and just the whole group. It was like, yeah, I totally, I totally saw that. That's really it was nice. It's really nice, like, you know, storytelling. It was great. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Very, very nice. Okay, your turn, Raven. I like I like it because my name was in it. <laughs> yes, of course. But I like the song. I have yeah, the song. Yeah. I think I have it. How did she know to put Wan Wan in an eighty three? What do you guys want to hear? Anything. Like, I'm a jukebox right now. Okay. What do you want to hear? You want to hear Journey? Hear, <laughs> sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's hear Journey. You're gonna do Journey a cappella? Okay. Go ahead. Ready? Go. When the lights go down in the city. <laughs> Ready? Play it, Chris. Let's go. <laughs> There's your notes. Here we go, ready? We love journey. What do, you, what do you think of that? What do you think of that, Chris? You think she can go far? Yep. Okay. I, I, hey, you, got, you carry a tune. That's right. Uh, I need okay. to hear more. Who's the next victim? I, I like need journey. to see the breadth of your 
Because could you play something we could all sing along to? We can't yeah, sing along over Zoom. It'd be a nightmare. Yeah, nightmare. Uh, Plus, we'd have to play the licensing you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Man. you got to work that out. Uh, Cynthia, you're the next victim. Can you sing something for us? Are you still a fool in love with me? What words would it take? To end your reverie, it was so long ago, now it's just a dream, a waking fantasy that is never to be. Was it the memory of that last lingering kiss that made you hunger for? Something you know can never exist. We will never be more than just a dream. A waking fantasy that is never to be. It was never for real, only just a dream. It's now a fantasy. That was once you and me. Wow, man, what's going on here tonight? Wow, now I'm going to have to sing a song. I love it. That was beautiful. Oh, I get so many goosebumps. <laughs> Cynthia, did you, take, did you ever take singing lessons? Did you ever take any kind of musical lessons? Years ago, mm -hmm. yes. All right, because I know just of the, the songs that you've written that I've heard... They're all very nice. You know how to tell a story in a song, you know. Should we talk about our collaboration now that we're on the air? Oh, we, we got to kill him. Well, out. I'm here because of you, Brian. I mean, uh, uh, Mac. Oh, sorry. He confused you with Brian. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're Brian. the one that introduced me to Chris at Bristol Studio, and the rest is history. Yes. We did a project together called The Haunting of Audrey Day. And uh, under. Uh, Cynthia's uh, stage name at the time was Cassie Fox. Cassie Fox. Yeah. I like it. Sounds like a stripper. So we went with it, right? <clears throat> but so you know what's what's interesting about that is I, I had a song. You were going to introduce me to Chris, and I had a song called She Was Shocked. Mm -hmm. And you took that into the studio, and Chris worked on it, and you brought it back to me on a CD, and he, I played it, and I literally started to sob. Mm. It was so good, oh. what he had done. I thought you were going to say it's so bad. Okay. Oh, it's usually the other way around. Right, you know. <laughs> it's um, like, I spent all that money for nothing. For this? Um, basically, it's a story about a... a he's that good. It was, it was fantastic, and we built the whole... The whole CD was built around that song. It was um, about a murder in, the Bronx, in Brooklyn in 1954. Mm -hmm. People who saw this yeah. murder and who did it and who didn't do it. Uh, a lot of special effects, a lot of time, yeah. but we had a lot of fun doing it. And the music was by Sky Club. We what? did. You were you were, you were it, very it, instrumental in that, uh, Mac. About uh, you basically kind of directed the whole thing. Well, we had fun doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, Chris, we, we certainly did. did. I, I was just going to say, like, normally when you go in the studio, it's like, oh, I got a song. Oh, that's nice. Let's do this. We'll add some strings and stuff. Okay, you're done. Oh, you want to do another one? Okay. But this turns into this entire like play, yes. which subsequently had a second half to it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And it's just like we got sound effects of streetcars in right. New York in I forget the year. Fifty-four. And I'm, you know, and Max there. No, that's the wrong sound. No, <laughs> they didn't have. I need an Edsel or something like that. I mean, and it just got so intense and just the storyline. Yes. You know, I know uh, you're into, um, you know, writing stories and, uh-huh. and following those themes through. Right. So it was, it was a great experience for me. It was, it was like an opera, frankly. Yeah, like an and opera. gunfire. We had gunfire. Gunfire. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we had. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah, fun doing kitchen that. Kitchen sink yeah. and E flat. And yep. Yeah, kitchen sink. That's the name of one of the songs. It was a good time. Well, it was a good time. We should try to do something like that again. Um, Estelle, do you want to sing for us? Do you want to give us a little acapella? Do you want to? Do you want to play your viola? Do you want to play your cello? Get the cello out. Come on. That's a phone. Okay, here we go. So much culture tonight. You want to hear the grand? Here we go. Steinway, Baldwin. Oh, yeah, the piano is gorgeous. All right, let's watch this. This will be good. Wow. I wonder we'd have a cello on this show. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Really classing it up. Oh, okay. We'll turn that down. You have something working? Go ahead. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Well, one speaks French. You know? I wish. Okay, go ahead. And now. I know my name. Nobody's gonna make me forget who was I know my name now. Nobody's gonna make me forget who was I. Very good. I didn't understand a word, but it was excellent. <laughs> Love the piano playing. It was very... Yes. Was that your backup singer? The piano is covering, right? Who? Who? Usually when I record here, I have piano recorded by inside. You see, I don't play like... Oh, I see. Yeah, right, right. The but the piano playing was very nice. Raven, you want to give us another couple lines of Journey, please? Sure, what do you want? You want, what do you want? Lights? You want 
Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop Believing. You got it. Do it. Or do you want Dolly Parton? Let's <laughs> sing some Dolly. There's your piano. Oh, there we go. Yes, Chris. Let's do it. Come on. Go. Just a small town girl living in a lonely boat. She took a midnight train going anywhere. Just a small town. Oh, we were gonna sell the. We were gonna sing the chorus. Wow, wow, Raven. Who know? Wow. Okay. So, Chris, your turn. Can you do do some Kingston Trio acapella? So who was playing the piano, by the way? Is that Chris? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is. Uh, that's, that's what I do. I don't sing. Mm. No. That was good piano. You, you add instrumental perfect. accompaniment. I felt like I was there. Yeah, I played it once or twice, you know. Chris yeah. does sing. Chris does sing. We've he heard you sing, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Are you holding out on us? I am. I, I, I don't consider myself. Oh, come on, yeah, give us something. You ask me to some, sing something, I don't know anything. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey, did anybody, anybody in, the, uh, in the cast here? Yes. Get, st get stage fright when you're performing. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Or even if you're performing in the studio, did you ever get? Like, Cynthia, uh, let me just—I'll just start with you. Do you ever get stage fright? You—you you don't. You're someone who you're a people person. I don't see you getting stage fright at all. You know, I used to, but I don't anymore. Yeah. Hmm. I, I say I could never do it. I—I I, I freeze talking in front of three people. Barbara, do you ever get stage fright? I'm going to say no. You know it. It sort of depends on where I'm playing. So if I'm playing at a club that I played at a million times, mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. But uh, like there were times when I, I opened for I opened for uh, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, yes. Wow. There's a story. Yes. And Go ahead. It wasn't it wasn't a pretty thing for me because I was just filler. Go ahead. Because if you know about Chuck Berry, he would yes. come and he would only play for 40 minutes, mm -hmm. no matter what happened. Mm -hmm. So they had to have like three opening acts or whatever, and they just—I was cheap. Mm -hmm. But I was; these guys were here to see Chuck Berry, not Joni Mitchell, or a cheap imitation of her. Go ahead. And yes. So that that kind of stuff makes me really anxious. Right. There are stories about Chuck Berry that on cold nights he would, you know, he's famous for just driving up to the place, literally getting out of his car with his guitar plugging in and playing and, and, and it would be some pickup band that he would expect them to know all the Chuck Berry songs. That's how Bruce Springsteen started. He actually backed up Chuck Berry for a few shows and that's how he kind of got into you know the biz. But they say on cold nights Chuck used to just leave his let his car leave his car on. You know, he wouldn't I, shut his car well, off. He'd just go out and do the yeah, show. Just leave it on. He'd just leave and it on and then this they, thing yeah. where he had this uh he had this very specific amplifier in the in the contract, like a tube amp from 1962 mm -hmm. in the contract. And all those, the, at least in, you know, Minneapolis, the pickup band was just guys with, you know, at that time, and, and they just put a good amp. They thought it was a good amp. Mm. 
and he would walk out there and it was it would break the contract so he'd walk back off mm, and go to the bar owner and said um either you have a thousand dollars cash on top of the amp that's wrong or i'm just gonna walk out the door <laughs> okay and then he'd walk back out there and there'd be the money and he'd play for those 40 minutes yep. Chuck was wow. always his own manager. He was always—he never what? had a manager. He Why didn't he carry around the amp that he likes? Oh no! Yeah, you'd think, right? Well, he's, he's Chuck Berry. <laughs> I know. He's trying, no, the man played—he played for so long without getting paid for what he did. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yep. He really yeah. did, and so. Yep. Just trying to collect that, collect it up. Kind of had an odd, odd uh, life off stage, though. He was into some yeah. peculiar things. Yeah! 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 Yeah. But you know what? Anybody who said to me that gig, I was I was getting ready and I was stretching. It was like down on the floor in a f forward fold. Yes. And he said, "Are you okay?" He <laughs> <laughs> cared about you. Chuck. Wow. Wow. Chuck, very Are okay. you deceased? <laughs> <laughs> wow, crazy. What was on the charts from uh, during that time from Chuck? Well, he didn't have very many. My ding-a-ling or something. Yeah, like that. Because I think that was like his that was like time. that was his only really big hit. As far as charting when, is when concerned, when I was opening for him, right? I don't yeah, think he had anything on the chart. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he he wasn't on the chart. He was more of something that people would just get his albums and stuff. You didn't hear a lot. Like se 1978, what was he playing? Like my ding a ling or something like that. You know. I mean, I mean, he plays hits, but that was the right. that, that was, was the song that I hit. think was charting for a while. Right. Then he went to prison, and then he got out, and then he went back to prison, <laughs> and then he got out, and then he died. Quite a career. Yeah. So, but he influenced so many artists. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Are you kidding? I got booed. No. You got booed? Why? Where was this? What Opening state? for Chuck Berry. <laughs> Why were they booing yeah. you? Yeah, what state booed. was it? What? What state? What state was it? Or city? It was Minneapolis. Oh, oh screw them. Yeah. They don't have any taste. Was, they have no class. Was oh. Prince, That's why. Club. Was Prince in the audience? That's a thing, yeah. Like, Prince. you have to, like, hit, like, that crowd, right? Yes. Or, or else it's, yeah. They, they got a crummy they baseball. They Prince so. too, didn't they? Yes. At some point, they hated Prince. Who hates well, Prince? What is wrong with you? Right. Prince Nelson recorded hmm. his first album, this little studio in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. Chris Moon. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was working with Chris at the same time, but he was just Prince Nelson. You know, he wasn't Prince. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a um, video mm -hmm. on YouTube that. Um, it's been around for a while, but they did a director's cut. And what it is, it's a concert for the benefit of George Harrison, okay? Yeah. And all these people yeah. are out playing while my guitar gently weeps. Everyone, right. Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, George's Eric son, Eric, it works. And, and uh, Prince does the solo. And, you know, people have said it's like the greatest solo ever. I've watched it probably 50 times easily. It's just on. Do you know what I'm talking about, Chris? Did you ever see it? Yeah, I do. I, I know exactly. And his son's there playing guitar, and he's just looking at him yeah. laughing. Yeah. Because he's doing so well. He's tearing it up. He's just, he's doing stuff. Prince was a great, great guitar player. I know. amazing. Whatever else he did, he didn't play enough guitar. And he's playing on this, and he's doing all this crazy stuff, but it's, but it's perfect with the song. And then at one point, he puts his back to the... To the audience, and he falls back, and one of his guys like pushes him back up on the stage, you know, like, like James, like Brown. James Brown. Thing, yeah. yeah, and then at the end, he when it's over, he just takes his guitar and he throws it straight up in the air, and someone must be up there to catch it or something, and he just kind of walks off the stage. It's 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 yeah. an amazing performance, you know, and it sucks that he's dead because he had yeah. a lot of really good songs. He's a great musician. Listen, 
Why don't we say a prayer for Prince now, and we'll take a commercial break. Okay. You're listening to Mac. Okay, one one. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm praying now, Prince. I'm maybe, praying maybe already. Rest, rest in peace. Yes. Rip. It was awful. Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Musical X-Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft? Or is someone or something looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Musical X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac and Rooney. What a show we have for you tonight. A musical show, and we're um, talking to several songwriters, musicians, singers. Um, one of them has dropped out, but the two best ones are here. Uh, but first, girls, uh, also here is the very famous Juan Juan. Juan. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. I'm happy to be here as always. Mm-hmm. It's a mixed bag show tonight, mixed that's for bag. sure. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Good. <laughs> I can think of a bag joke too, but <laughs> anyway, everybody's bringing a lot of good stuff to the table yes. about being, you know, being musicians, being on the road. We're talking about yeah, musicians and and what it's like to uh, you know be a musician on the road. Different influences, and we've had some live numbers. It's been great. Let me just introduce everyone else. No Coco tonight, girls. I mean, ladies. I mean, grandmas. He'll be back next week. Uh, Switchblade Steve Ward up there in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, the Battle Creek of the Republic. Switchy, how you doing? I am doing beyond wonderful. Mm-hmm. Tonight, how, how far away from you are uh, from Detroit are you? Oh, here we go. He grew De- up on nine miles. He grew up about next a, to uh, about an hour and a half west. Nine miles. Yes, it's gets, eight miles. Well, he he was the next road over. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I, was, I grew up just south of nine mile. There you go. A little bit north of the infamous eight mile. But as I have explained before, I wasn't close enough to eight mile to get to shot. Have any street cred. <laughs> 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 Next time, don't duck the bullet. Okay, listen, Switchy, we shouldn't even be talking to you. You had an energy bar for breakfast. That's disgraceful. 
No, he had a food bar. Same thing. I uh, I, I told you, I I, I got things going on. I I don't have time for a like like you do, like like a man of your your means and and all that extra time on your hand. (laughs) With my shades. Uh, You know, I just don't always have time in the morning to do a a, uh, you know a detailed breakfast. How far is it to drive to Michigan? I mean, I can't go out every day like you can and afford that. Wow. Okay. So a lot of bitterness there, Switch. Anyway, okay. Hey, he's from Bell- no bitterness, oh. Mac. No bitterness. No. He's from Battle Creek, home yes. of Kellogg's, yes. and, and home of that. Maybe not home of, but the the great uh, singer who did the who did the Tony the Tiger. Well, he didn't live there. No, but I know. But he was associated with the Kellogg's from Battle Creek. Yep. They're great. And what was that guy's name? Switch. Do you know his name? The guy who did, who sang the Wow. How do we get to this? I guess I, I don't, but he was also associated with the Grinch. With right. the Grinch. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yep. Whatever his name was. No, it wasn't Edward, Edward Horton. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Okay. <coughs> it escapes oh, no. me right now. But we're, okay. since this is a music show. <laughs> yes, all right. So lost. Yeah, I know. What is happening? <laughs> I wanted to, we're all asking. I wanted to ask. Um, this is real comedy. Let me introduce everyone for us. Okay. Okay, That's, Raven is here. Raven is here. Raven, how you doing? Looks like your ponytail has turned into I'm a bun angry. there. Okay. All right. No, it's a ponytail. It, Look, okay. scrunchy. The, the 80s called while we were on break. Oh, really? But they don't want this outfit because they said I look so good. Oh, they don't well, want any yes. of it. Right. Yeah, excellent. Now, one one has just passed me a note asking, how's the cans? Hmm. Cans are good. These cans are good. I got three empties of these. These are good. No, it's, we're doing good. They're doing good. There's cans everywhere, as it turns out. Yes. All right. Uh, cans everywhere. Chris Billius, famous producer, Boston, Bristol Studios. How are you doing, Chris? CB. I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing great, Mac. Thank you. How, what's your street name? We were trying to figure out your street name there about a week ago. C. Cotty, and then I told you there was someone already named C. Cotty. C. Cotty. C. Cotty. Okay. Well, there's Cotty B, but see, I got the C before the E. B? How do you spell C? Because I make it sound expensive. There you go. <laughs> it's like a hip hop thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It sounded it. Anyway, uh, also joining us is uh, Cynthia Smith, uh, a.k.a. Cassie Fox, a uh, musician, songwriter, singer in the New England area. Cynthia, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank okay. you. And how's the hubby great doing making that drink? How's he, is he working on that second drink? <laughs> he's working on it for I just text, He's just a text away. Oh, really? Okay, good. You know, Peter uh, Peter Sellers once sent his, sent his wife a telegram in his house. He sent the telegram to his wife. Right. And she got the telegram, and it says, please bring me a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, he was I mean, nuts, the, man. The guy came to the door and said, telegram for what? Telegram for his wife, for his yeah. wife. And she read and she says, bring me a cup of coffee, please. I'm in the living room. <laughs> he's insane. It, 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 Keith Moon used to have a helicopter take him from his backyard and go up 100 feet, go over and land at the bar, which was like next door to him. He'd take a chopper to the bar. Unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> Barbara With up there in um, Wisconsin, near the lakes, right? Yep, thank you. You've, t- yep. you've told us some creepy stories on the air, not having to do with music. The guy who um, flew with the anchor? The guy who could float the anchor. Yeah, he could float an anchor. Yep. What happened to him? Yeah. He could what? He could float an anchor. He had the power, the power of his mind to float an anchor. Right? What yeah, happened? He Did he could, drown? Uh, snap the tops off of trees. Mm. It was. I've never seen anything. Never have. Never will. But wow. He's yeah. out and about in the world. He's really? still alive, huh? Yeah. He's he not is. in Massachusetts or New Hampshire, is he? Mm-hmm. No. Could be. Oh, no. we never know. Over here. 
So we're talking about music tonight and how, uh, you know, music has changed our lives, what kind of influences and so on. And Afia Wanwan brought up this idea of, you know, I think music movies, you know, they had just as much, uh, had a big influence on me. Hard Day's Night, yeah, one of the best movies ever made. It just happens to be about the Beatles. Um, I think Hard Day's Night was a, the turning point of putting together a musical movie with the, in a rock and roll genre that actually right. told us a story. Yeah, right. The story, Day in the Life. Literally, yeah. a day in the life, right? Yeah. right. Um, and, and it was riveting. Every time I watch it, I, I, it, it's on every streaming channel now. Mm-hmm. Or if it wasn't free, I bought it. And I already had it on DVD. But such a, it's such an effort to put a DVD in the player, you know? Really? Like, I don't yeah. even have a it's, player anymore. It's, a, it's an effort. It's like, I can't believe I did this. With that little draw? Yeah. Okay. I can't believe I had a Netflix subscription for two DVDs. And you have one. Oh Sometimes it didn't play. You had to send it back. So wow. here we are. Anyway... My my gig was music music, uh, movies about music. Yes. Or musicals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You didn't really see too many musicals on TV. I mean, the the remake of uh, My Fair Lady was one of my favorites. Uh, how about you, Cynthia? You said you like show tunes, right? I do, but I'm actually. You know what I'm thinking about is I love the Bee Gees and I love Staying Alive Staying from Saturday Night. Yes. Ah, there you yes. go. I mean, that just so good. Yeah. Music. Just right. that, you know, I just think about it, and I just I already start want to start moving. That, that's yeah. incredible you album. Hands immediately. No, yeah. The people put that album together. I, I don't know who produced it, but I know the um, uh, there's this guy. He was hot as a pistol back then. He was doing a lot of um, he did like the Village People and stuff like that. I forget his name, but anyway, um, the Bee Gees before I don't know the Bee Gees had like two careers, and it's very interesting because before that they were kind of like a Beatleish band. You know, they're kind of like you know New York Mining Disaster. Yeah, that and, and yeah. Uh, you know. Good Morning Sunshine, stuff like that. And their career was yeah, a little... That was the castles. You know, Good Morning Sunshine. Good, good Morning Sunshine. Star- oh, who knows? Anyway. From the movie Hair. From the, from the, from the play Hair. Now we're back to the Hair. Hair, um, now that was good. 19, yeah, that was beautiful. 1969, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many. Uh, how, many how many bands made hit songs out of uh, covering hair tunes? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Three Dog Night. Plus it was a Broadway show, too. Right. But um, I saw it in Chicago. Did you really, young? Yeah, I did. Is any good? It was awesome. Was it nudity? Yeah, of course. Scandalous. Really? It was scan- yeah. <laughs> I was in the Navy then, serving my country. Go ahead. They let you in free? Ser- serving it in uh, Chicago and hey, listen, girls. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. You should hear. Not, it, it is only, we only have an hour left, but I'll just give you a very brief uh, synopsis of synopsis my military career. Of his military career. You, you watch ready? It, you watch it about my military okay, career. Okay, so he signs up and you know somehow he gets assigned to Guantanamo Bay to lay on the beach... <laughs> And can <laughs> while watching for Russian submarines, correct? That's that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Then he gets transferred to and iguanas would steal my flip flops. That was it. That was his tough. That was a tough day. Those guys in Vietnam complaining. Uh, mm-hmm. And so then somehow he gets up to Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> editing movies for the Navy, right? Right. I was waiting for my ship to come back from the Med. So when it comes back from the Med, it ain't going anywhere for a while. <laughs> And here I am just getting transferred to it. He's out there in the yacht races. For six weeks, I'm waiting for the thing to come back from the med, and they stuck me in the motion picture projection studio Can you believe this? where they hand out movies to the fleet, and every time the movie comes back from the ship or whatever, it get, every reel gets checked out for bad splices right. and uh, any kind of defect to the movie. Where's your flyover? Hmm? Nothing. What? So anyway, so then he gets transferred to 
Charlestown, <laughs> where he freaking lived growing up. Yeah, he across the expressway. Went across the expressway and he's home. And he's like, what were you on? The old I was still Ironside? in the Navy. I was still was in a, the Navy. He'd go you know, home. It was a destroyer that came in for uh, an overhaul. Wow. And, and I that's was, it. We were gutting it. And then <laughs> I was gutting it. I'd be, be on the expressway by 4 o'clock going home. Unbelievable. No Viet Cong I'm, ever made it. Somebody to was looking out for me my, my entire military oh. career. Really? Good for you. Okay. Spent uh, a year and a half Five or minutes. more up in Great Lakes mm -hmm. going to school. Yes. Which is uh, north of Chicago. Did you write any songs up Hop, there? Hopped on the train. I was riding the, I was riding the rails back then. Really? Yeah. The Chicago Northwestern yeah, up and down. Wow. Riding the rails, mm -hmm. playing my guitar. <laughs> Heading down to either Milwaukee, eating cans of beans, Milwaukee <laughs> St. or Louis. Chicago, and sometimes the money in my pocket was because I just donated blood. They called it, they called it uh, blood uh, money, uh, blood liberty or something. They, they hemo liberty or something. It was crazy. Wait, I mean, you're in the Navy and you're giving. I'm blood running out of dough. I'm running out of money all the time. What are you doing with it? Uh, you weren't making a lot. No, you're spending I it. About that. I was spending it. Oh, on no. entertainment. That explains. Oh, now I understand. No, on anything. <laughs> on anything. Especially North Chicago. Wow. Oh, hence the strippers. Yeah, or oh, something. <laughs> okay, so anyway, well, right, there's six minutes. I know I get on that. But okay, I don't need that. Okay, so. Um, so my favorite rock and roll movie go ahead. is. Uh, uh, not so much Woodstock, but Monterey Pop. Monterey Pop, yeah. Yep. Came out around the same time. Woodstock's a little more professionally done, but. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's really good performances. Which stock was I, I liked it. Monterey Pop. Yeah, who who knew who Hugh Masekela was? Yeah, until you see him, you know. Actually, Eric Burden sang about Hugh Masekela. Eric Burden, yeah, yeah. Down in Monterey, song. I met Eric Burden once. You did? Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, it, it was in it was he was playing at a very small place in in Clifton Park, New York, up near Saratoga, where I used to work and live. And I got free tickets from this DJ. We went, and there was 30 people in the audience. It was Eric Burden. Wow, 30 Bri people. Brian Auger. Do you remember Brian yeah. Auger? Yeah. Do you remember him, Chris? Brian Auger's Oblivion Express? Yep. He was playing the, yeah. the Hammond organ, and then the, the, the guitar, the bass, and the drummer were from that band that did uh, Green-Eyed Lady. They called Sugarloaf. Oh, Sugar, that, yeah. oh, really? That was his backup band. And then it was wow. him and Brian Auger. So, but that's a great song. Just like that. Awesome song. It's still, and, uh, still a classic keyboard song. Is it? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and yeah. he was, yeah. we went to kind of, not to make fun of him, but it was just kind of weird. Here's this guy that came up with the Beatles. I mean, you know, he was right up there and he's at this little, it's like a Friar Tux club or something. And uh, they were amazing. He was amazing. <laughs> he was such a good showman. He was just great. It was like one of the best, you know, things I've ever attended. And so then we went backstage, and backstage was literally the janitor's room, <clears throat> and they had this old greasy like meat plate there, and right next to the right next to the mop and the sink. Oh, was, I was saying, wow! But he didn't seem to mind. I have a Polaroid of he and I. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, Eric Burden, but he's a he was a, just a great performer. So anyway, the okay. the anim, the animals really uh, knocked my socks off during the British invasion. Hmm. I think the. Bands like, you know, the Beatles did, but the Animals, they had something bluesy going All on, blues. something different. Nothing blue. The blues. Stones and the Yardbirds really kind All of blues, yeah. Very blew, strange. Blew me away at British Invasion. How British, the British, the British That's people what did it for me. Loved, the the, loved American yeah, blues, you know. Yeah. British people lived to live, listened to American blues more than Americans did. Right. And then when they recorded it and it came back with the Stones and the Animals, then Americans are discovering their own music. I mean, that's literally crazy, what yeah. happened. Yeah. But, that's what music is good, though. Uh, so, anyway, um, Cynthia, do you have a favorite musical movie? Have we asked you? 
How about Sound of Music? I could see you being a Sound of Music. I've actually tried out for the Sound of Music one time. Yes, what happened? Uh, for the party of Maria, really? and they asked me. They asked me if I wanted to be one of the nuns. Oh, <laughs> now do I one of the nuns. Too old to play Maria. Oh no! I was, yeah, I, did, I knew all of the Julie Andrews songs. Yeah, really. I used to. I used to look like her. What did you tell them? Were you like, no, screw you. I'm not being a nun. You were not. Were you I, wasn't, in... I wasn't that diplomatic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, five jokes in there as well. Wow. Okay. And how, when was this? A couple of years ago? Or? Oh, my God. You're, you're aging me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's probably 15 years ago. And well, that's it? Is that the, have you ever, have you ever been on the stage, like in musicals and stuff? Something we missed? I used to, in college. I performed uh, quite a bit. I actually did theater mm-hmm. for about five years, uh, and I was in groups with singing, not on myself, not by myself. Right. Yeah. Wow. I did a lot of uh, hmm. theater, a lot of theater. Switchy. Let's switch as the musical uh, background up. Do you have a favorite musical movie? Switch. Uh, Man of La Mancha. No. Oh yeah. Okay, man. All Love that. Okay. Got to see it performed uh, at the Fisher Theater in Detroit as well. Okay. So yeah, I love that. Hmm. Wow. Who did the music for that? Anyone you know? Um, I don't. Sergio. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's a very dramatic music. Kind of memorable music. Um. Okay. Go around. Great story. Hey. Um. Okay, West Side Story. Chris, is that your favorite musical yeah. movie? No, actually, I just thought of that when you were saying Man of La Mancha. Actually, I got one to throw in the ring. Uh, anyone's comments? Uh, Tommy. Oh. Tommy, yeah. Uh, Tommy, yeah. Yeah. you know, yes. uh, you got the Who. I mean, you got the crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we did that. There's a um, you did that. Yeah. What do you mean you when did you that? Performed what? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got to sing it. Wait a minute. Wait, well, like in, what, in a, a school play or something, you sang it? No, in, a, in the band. Oh, you were in a band? In the Barb Witt band. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm looking. Barbara, yeah, no, I, I was a stripper. I'm looking, I'm looking at Raven. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm looking at Raven. I'm saying, how can she How could she talk without moving her lips? Okay, no, I'm a little mixed up. I My t- voice is not that soothing uh, at I, all. Can <laughs> I just go, full disclosure, by. Underpants ripped like right before we came on the air, <laughs> and I—it's true. And TMI. I've been—I've been, walking around. I've been walking around. Oh my! I wanted to get a stapler. I wanted to staple them, but the staple oh. that I found was like about two foot long. I came in no, and I showed stop. you. I'm gonna pass away. No. So stop then I—I I got one of those clips. I got oh, one of those paper clips on there now. So if you hear me scream, in pain, <laughs> you know something's gone wrong. Wait, you pay. <laughs> Yes. You know, Mac, okay. it's very fortuitous that the camera is angled the way it is. Yes, right, right. <laughs> well, what happened, though? There was something else happened here once, um, and they had me on the security camera running around in my underpants. What happened? What? Yeah, no, yes, it was a while no, ago, yeah. I guess. Was it New Year's Eve? No, no, people remember. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, um, was it here? Yeah. You know, there was a time in the past where we all had to wear rubber gloves. Remember that? We don't have to talk about it, but just recently. So I had... Rubber gloves on in the men's room. Switch remembers this because he was on the show. And when I went to zip up the fly, the rubber got caught in the in the in the zigzag, the the, the teeth of the you know. And I couldn't get it up or down. <laughs> there's your, your punchline. So pretty grateful it was the glove. So I had to run from the bathroom into the studio to get a pair of scissors to cut the glove off of my fly, and it 
got caught on the security camera. <laughs> Been running around. Beautiful. With, with a scissors and my pants are down, I'm running around. <laughs> running with scissors. No. And approaching, approaching your fly with the scissors. Right. And Pete goes, what the F is going on? He's, he's committing suicide. <laughs> and it's on the pants. So anyway. All right. Well, speaking of, speaking of Prince. Go ahead. If I can say so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can think of, I think Tommy, that was a good, that was a good choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, I saw, I saw Purple Rain when it came out and of course he's Prince, you know, but you know, the acting was kind of da da da. Well, when he died, uh, I got a room about a block from first Avenue in Minneapolis for a couple nights because the whole town was just flooded and, and, uh, they showed Purple Rain at the they have, there's an outdoor big outdoor uh like a, a metro station yep okay it held thousands and so they showed purple rain mm-hmm. and the people who were in purple rain in the crowd scenes mm-hmm. they were like a little cult among themselves yes and they all came down the and rains. so it was like you're seeing purple rain with those people and then they're sitting in front mm. and he's dead yeah. And there's not a dry eye in the place. Yeah, that was the best movie of all time, I'm telling you. There's some oh great musical scenes in that. I know the and acting's a little lumpy, but, you know, the, the, the music scenes are really well done, you know, when they're playing a concert and stuff. And Yeah, he's an interesting but, guy. Just but that night, the acting was really superb hmm. that night. Funny. Did you ever see <laughs> a second movie? It was. It's like, oh, my God. Did you ever see a second movie under the cherry blossom tree or something? Yeah, yeah I know. well, you ever see that? <laughs> what a freaking disaster that was. I mean, he got Carmen Electra. He must have been doing something, right? I don't know. He was well. quite, yeah, yeah. Very, very eccentric, but very damn, eccentric. what a babe. I think he has what I would consider one of the, the best performances ever for any reason anywhere when he played the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. In the yeah. Rain. It was great. In the rain. And I think and that might have been the last. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the last good performance at the Super Bowl. It really went down the hill, downhill yeah. after that. You know, you know they don't get paid for that. Right, they stop yeah. paying them. McCartney was the last guy to get paid. He got paid sixteen million dollars. What? Yeah, and then after that, they didn't. They just say to people, "What are we going to pay you for? You're going to be performing in front of a billion and a half people. You know, you should be right. paying us." And no one has got paid. Sixteen million. Sixteen million. Yeah. yeah. The, the Who got like ten million. Bill. The Who did it, and they were it's all right. Crazy. They should and get paid. <laughs> yeah, but see, they I'd don't. They don't like uh, um, two could, years ago. I could see Coldplay getting nothing. They, they got nothing, and that would like Good. ruin their them. career. Man. <laughs> People like they were so bad they threw Bruno Mars back out on the stage <laughs> to sing them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway. Well. So, uh, yeah, uh, um, I like Woodstock. Why does Coldplay get badmouthed so much? What is it about Coldplay? I, you know, they, on, they play on, the, don't even get me started. They play the same two don't songs. Don't get me started on, right now. You know. If I asked Alexa, Alexa, play uh, Coldplay. Yes. And look up, this Are is a, you this shipping is a, me, one, one? This is a mix of Coldplay. <laughs> and it's two songs over and over again. Right. Same, two, <laughs> same three chords. Well, I, I'll tell you, they, a lot of people think they're kind of like right. a lightweight U2. Because they kind of have that same kind of thing, but they—I like the lead singer guy. I like that guy. They do anthemic songs. Here's here's the lead singer calling us now. He wants us to go out in the road with him. <laughs> and and they do these songs that play very well in stadiums. Yeah. You know, and if you see them at a live show, they did a live show in Paris. And they gave everyone like a glow light, and but they were sequenced, 
And so, you know, the, the, all these things are, you know, these away. shapes and stuff over thousands of people. It's, it, the, the, the technology. Were they electronically it, controlled, like, so, so it became yes. like a light show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. each one was like a radio and received the Well, they, they, they create, it was like people holding up a card in a football stadium, yeah. but, but it's an electronic thing. They yeah. change colors and wow. have, uh, nuts, man. It's nuts. It's, it's, uh, well, that's a good idea. one time I went to see Rob Zombie, and he threw a blow-up <laughs> oh, alien into the crowd, oh, and everyone was just passing it around while he was singing, and it was great. And that probably cost a lot less than a Coldplay concert. He's, yeah, right. He's from Hayden. You know, Rob Zombie. I know he's a local yeah. guy. Yeah, he lives. His he's from the next town over, Raven, from us. Is it real? Yeah. I've seen yeah. him several times. Oh, he's... I love. Him. Oh, Rob Zombie and Cherry Moon Zombie. Mm. What did he do to get her? Uh, I mean, I'm not like he's good looking, but wrong. wow, he's mo- he has money. He's a musician. He thinks, you know, musicians he about the money. <laughs> no, musicians. They have to. They have That's to. That's true. Yeah. They have to ward off the chicks. Yeah. Any musician. Yeah. yeah. Because they know they have money. Well, I'll never forget that. Life. They were they were playing a, a song and they had this little remember those green blow up aliens from like the nineties? Yes. That they have. like they used to have everywhere. Like at the US. So they had one of those. And we this is only had one in the studio. this is like maybe three years ago. Go ahead. So they blew blew one up and everyone was just passing it around and it was great. Mm-hmm. Good I mean, time. Can I just tell a sports story that's kind of related and uh, you know, anyone who knows Lois will appreciate the story. Cynthia Lois is you know her as Doreen, okay? So she had never been to a baseball uh, a baseball game, a, a real baseball game. So I said, let's go into Fenway Park. Fenway Park is beautiful. They're Yankee fans. It would be great to bring in a Fenway Park. Yeah. Well, you know, I said, you got to sit in the bleachers. That's the experience. Sit in the bleachers. Okay, so we go out. And there's the usual beach balls being thrown around. There's a couple fights and, you know, the usual thing. And then someone gets a sex blow-up sex doll. And they start, you know, oh, with the no. beach balls, you know how they bounce them around yeah. the whole thing? And she's there. She she can't believe it. She's going, oh my god, you know. And this, there were like orifices in it. I can, I can see Lois Lane's uh, hysterical nature come out in it. What is this? I said, eh, this goes on every. I've never seen that at a baseball game. Oh, you haven't been. That to happens the... often at baseball games. Well, that's that's that stuff's okay. Back in the day, they yeah, they nuts. used to throw people out, out of the bleachers into where the walk area is to right, go yeah. underneath it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a drop on concrete. Oh yeah, right over the railing. You got to yeah. get the guy over the railing and then let him drop on dr- the concrete. I saw, I saw, and two... walk to the concession stand. <laughs> I saw two of them. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a closer. But you don't have to go down all those stairs. Yeah. yeah, I was there once, and these two guys had a fight, and. They just start like punching each other, and another guy stands up right beside him with a camera, and he just goes, <laughs> them wailing each other. Meanwhile, the game's going on, you know. No one. Anyway, yeah, the bleachers in Fenway Park. If you can make it, one, you know, if you make it through one game, mm-hmm. I've been out there when it's raining, you know, and and and, and you know, they say, oh, they're going to start the game in two hours. We're going two hours, and everyone's crowded down underneath, and right. you know. Bumping into each other, I bumped him to this guy. He dropped this whole beer all over himself. <laughs> I said, "I'll buy you another one." He goes, "Oh, never mind." I go, okay, <laughs> you'll get lost in the crowd. But geez, anyway, Fenway wow. Park, yeah, it's a dump. Um, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, they, when they re- they rehabbed it, it's pretty good. Oh my god. Okay, so you have you drank the Kool Aid along with that whole. I like Fenway Park. Yeah. Okay. It's, I don't I don't go there often, but you know how much it's to cost. It costs sitting in the bleachers these days. It used to be two bucks when I was in college. How I, much? Uh, Forty two bucks. That's a lot. For the bleachers. Yeah. And they haven't changed those yeah. chairs out since, you yeah. know, Ted Williams was a rookie. Anyway. <laughs> How do we get on this? So anyway, listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a- If com- you have a butt that's just a little bit bigger than normal. Actually, no. If you have a normal-sized butt, 
Go ahead. You can't fit in those seats. Okay. Right? I, I have a... My butt is okay, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I, you got to squeeze in. Well, right now. I'm telling you. I don't think I squeezed it it's in. Crazy. Right now, I do have... This is a territory we've never covered. Oh, boy. Yeah, he wouldn't territory. have ripped your underwear if it was. That, well, see... <laughs> yeah, that's why I ripped his underwear. I, <laughs> but who's who's coming to Fenway Park? We're talking about music. Who's coming to... You know who's coming? Guns and Roses. Guns Can you believe X, Guns and Roses? Shut up. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Why don't we take a... As you know, I worked at Guns and Roses show. You know that? Do you know that... Juan Juan licked Keith Richards' guitar. I did not. <laughs> I, I wish I had the opportunity. I wish. Oh, to you thought he did. Okay. All right. I All right. mean, I think I got some of his DNA on my hands anyway because I was carrying his two guitars. His what? Know, two guitars. Oh, okay. All like right. this. You know, probably one, you. One in each DNA. hand. Boop, so boop. if he committed a crime, you could go to the clink for it, right? Because they find your DNA at the scene. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a show some night, and, and the whole show should tell the story about what happened when we went to go see the Stones. Every yeah. single thing that happened that yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. I still can't believe some of the stuff that happened that night. But it was so one of the- So many magical things that A happened, lot of magical things happened. That even had nothing to do with the concert. Nothing you know, to do with the concert. That was before the concert. Right. You think I can do it in a minute? No, no. I wouldn't get no, the okay. justice. All right. Wow. You still in touch with those two singers? I, uh, no, I- <laughs> Okay. No, I yeah. texted we, them and they haven't texted me back. They we got picked to, up. They want me to get lost, probably. Oh, really? That's code. We got picked up by two beauty queens. Would you say that that's the elevator pitch? Yeah. We're still astonished by it, but yeah. yeah. That happened. It really happened. And we're in this bar and we're talking to them this, for like two hours. This, this bar at uh, Patriot Patriot's Place, Place. before the, the Stones at Gillette. And we had like th three or four hours to kill. Right. So we find the only two seats in this bar, and then these mm. two... Very attractive women came up, and, we, and they just started talking to us and everything. And I was going to give them my seat, and they said, oh, no, no. no. We, we wind up talking to them for about two hours, having a few drinks. I remember we left the place, and you said, it's, it's like we just went on a date, right? It was yeah. like we just went so on a double date. Did you buy them drinks? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the works. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they, That's no, why. no, no, but, but they, hey, listen, we'd be used to that, but there was something about them. I don't know yeah. what it was. They were just um, – so anyway, let's, here's, here's the other part of the story. So now <laughs> we, we leave them goodbye, and they get their text number and all that stuff. We go back to the car – Smoke a little Mother Nature, and now we go in. We're going into the concert now. Patriot Stadium is this enormous place, sixty-five thousand people, and it's packed. It's yeah. there's probably seventy-five there because people have, have ground seats. Right. We go in, and they yeah. go. Your seat is all the way over the other side of the park. Okay, so we have to walk literally around the horseshoe of the yeah. park. We okay? came in the wrong entrance. Came in the wrong entrance. There are literally thousands of people bumping into us. We're going the wrong way, and so on and so forth. We walk up, and who's standing in the beer line but these two girls? <laughs> the two girls that we just met. Yeah. And I went up to them, and I said, hey, you got money for a cab? I'm stuck here. <laughs> and and they went crazy. They were jumping on us, hugging so, us. And people going, what a coincidence. These I've, friggin' guys. Look know, at this. Yeah. They're, they're following us. <laughs> yeah. Following. yeah they, they didn't give us the look or call the police saying no, they these just, guys are following us. Yeah, but. happiest part. Imagine <laughs> running into them. <laughs> They, they actually invited them, invited us to their seat, right? But we, they, they weren't going to allow you know two people at, at a seat. We had know? better seats. Yeah, so. yeah, they're not going to allow that. And we had better seats. We actually had better. You seats. can't double park on a seat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was a nutty night, man. That, that that's very thoughtful of them. Yeah, they were. They were not out for. They didn't really take us for all we were worth. They no, nothing. Brought like them that. a couple of drinks. One of them was married. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I was concerned for a second uh, because. I have done that in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't do it Whoa. anymore. Wait a minute. But, Chris, you have any music for this? You know, when you, <laughs> when you, 
when you get it, you get it. You know, well, when somebody's that, gonna buy you a drink, you don't say no. Sounds like love story music to me. So you've uh, gone out to the bar and uh, you know suck some poor guy into buying you a drink. <laughs> I've I've uh, gone to a hockey game and I've accidentally spilled my entire beer on somebody, and then some sucker bought me another one. <laughs> I mean, I I can't make this up. No. <laughs> Wow. And then the worst thing was I I pretended like I wasn't the one that spilled my beer on another person. I just bought, I got a free beer out of it. (laughs) So it was a win-win for me. Yeah. Wow, that's a good move. Okay. When are you coming back here again? Great. Okay. All right. August? Yes. Let's go out. Okay, listen. Uh, We have someone waiting in the green room, as they call in the showbiz. Jocko Johnson, I think he should be a manager, a music manager, okay? So why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Maloney's Musical X-Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. everyone to Mac Maloney's Musical X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow. What a show this turned out to be. Very quickly, they <laughs> introduce the members of the posse. Uh, girls, very famous one one is here. Hello, Mac. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Right. Okay. Hello, girls. There's actually a misspoken sentence in that song. Do you know what it is? There's an incorrect sentence in that song. Do you know what it is? No. I will right, discuss. Uh, switchy up there in uh, one, one, one mile... More than eight mile, right? Switch. That, that's where I, I grew up, but, yeah, but near Detroit. I'm, I'm a little displaced from that now. Okay, you got out. East of Battle Creek. The, you got alive. Battle Creek of the Republic. You got out alive. Good. Okay. Did you ever get shot at when you were a kid? Did you ever get shot at? Uh, no, it was a, a more benign uh, time. Oh, okay. Okay, really. In Detroit. Interesting. Um, well, not, not quite. It was north of Detroit. Okay, well, you people keep telling get, People that actually live in Detroit, yes. if you say you're from Detroit because you're from the metro area, yes. they get a little huffy sometimes. Oh, because, huffy. You know, people in Detroit getting huffy? Territorial. Really? Okay. And oh, did you, yeah. Did you know Eminem or not? Now, in previous shows, you said you grew up with him, your childhood friends. 
<laughs> no. no. Well, I grew up uh, consuming M and M's, but that's about as far as I go. I must have misheard you. Did Did you eat the blue ones? Did you eat the blue ones? Uh, they melt in your mouth, so I, I can't. Uh, right. they know, I don't really. Uh, they didn't recall the colors. So they didn't even look at the colors. Okay. I don't think we had blue ones back in those days, did we? Twenty-two minutes. Hey, listen, Raven. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you doing? What kind of M&Ms do you eat? I'm great. How are you? What's your favorite M&M? Uh, M&Ms color? are gross. I don't uh, eat them. Really? Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, oh, yeah. no, thanks. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a high fructose corn syrup, basically. Wow. Do, you know how, yes, do you know really? how long they take to, like, get out of your stomach? Okay, hang on, hang on it's a like second. like seven years before yeah. they're done. Listen, listen, you're killing Chris. It's, yeah, Chris It's a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, listen. Oh man, man! Chris. Don't don't talk about M and M's. I'm Jonesing right now. We we would. You know, we I would. work with Mac, man. I, I I discovered I love peanut and M and M's. I can't even talk now. I'm just like Chris Billius. A whole bowl. Bristol Studios, and uh, and I would come in. We were deep into this one project. I remember I started coming in with little packages, and like two months later, I'm coming in with two pound. Packages. What, uh, of M&M's? You know how wired you get yeah. off a two pounds oh, of m and I was drinking Red Bull back then. I was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris Billius. Yeah. Okay. Better off sticking with the bourbon and the other stuff. I know. They, they, yeah. You ain't kidding. I was, I was dunking donuts in bourbon this weekend. That's how nuts it got. Uh, Barbara With, Barbara With, a musician, songwriter up there in uh, Wisconsin, where all the uh, cool, calm people live. It is Wisconsin, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. What's Lake the Superior. island? What's the name of the island you live on? Madeline. Madeline, Madeline and, and Island. Didn't the only bar burn down or something there? What happened? Well, the yes, the bar burned down in 1993, and now it's uh, the burn down. The burn down. It's the <laughs> it's name of the bar now, the burn, burn down. down. It's been, been the burn down. Hmm. Uh, okay. A long time. Uh, it's still pretty much an outdoor bother, right? I mean, with a oh, with it is now. Out. It is. He just he got a he got a more permanent circus tent. He yeah. used to have to find a circus tent every year. Wow. To put up. Mm. And wow. And he finally got one. That's and then he just closes in the winter, and then now hmm. they'll pop it open like a big umbrella. That's nice. good. Right. Cynthia Smith. Cynthia, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You didn't Thanks. think it was going to be like this, did you? I. You know what? With you, I never expect anything. <laughs> I have no Wow, knowledge. that hurt. That she hurt. Re- she really lowers the bar. <laughs> That's going to leave oh, a mark. That was, a, that was actually not a criticism. That was oh. a compliment. Wow. Okay. Luck- uh-huh. Whatever. Luckily, my bodyguard is here. <laughs> Draco Johnson, security man, the gun, the, yes, uh, I almost said uh, the gunman, the uh, the muscle of the show. Draco, how you doing, Draco? Yeah. Well, you okay, can talk. Mac, how are you, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, we're a radio show. He, he broke good. the Bobby Fuller case. He I got, I got, I got. I'm sorry. You're right. I got a, uh, a breaking news alert. Go ahead. I Uh-oh. have, I have now watched the show about the UK that Juan Juan has not. Whoa, oh. Downtown Abbey. You watched it? No, no, it's no. Oh. Oh. no. <laughs> oh, wow. It's called a show called Midsummer S O M E R Murders. Midsummer yes. Murders. And for 23 years, it's been on, and yeah. I think everybody was killed twice. Oh really? Yeah, peaceful little villages. Yeah, I've uh, I've not seen it at all. Man, they're dropping like flies, right, John? Nobody and nobody's got a gun. Well, he's no one's got a gun. But they're very polite when they when they uh, they stab at each other and very creative. Right, the solicitor just sits there while they're doing their confession. Yep, that doesn't say a word. Wow. 
That, that is actually a superb British murder mystery. Okay. Midsummer yeah. Murders. Okay. It's been off for 23 years. What's the name yep. of the show with the woman up in the up in the uh, up in the village in Maine there? What's her name? The famous actress. She was a murder writer. Murder she wrote. Murder she Fletcher? Wrote. Yes. Oh no. I What's in I never watched the show but it's it's in a little town. There's like 50 people Angela in town. Lansbury. Angela. Yeah. And she, it, 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 there had to be 4,000 murders in that town. There's like, you know, 400 people live there. But people come in, whole busloads of people are murdered. Wouldn't you stay out of there? Right. The cops don't even have guns with everybody getting killed up in there. <laughs> Something's wrong with that picture. So. Mass murders. Okay. Uh, let's see. We were going to do another round of songs, okay, here on the musical X-Files. Is yeah. that right? I'm, okay. I'm jiggy with that. Cynthia, you want to go first? Just a quick one. Sure. So this is a song that uh, was written after a friend of mine. We were talking about what we wanted for superpowers. And I said, I wanted to be invisible. And Mm. he couldn't believe that. He thought it was awful. So I went home that night and wrote this song. Okay. To be invisible. That's my wish. Sounds unremarkable. It's really quite a triptych with a pill or two. Back when I could, when I knew who I was. At least I should. Back when life was rude, I became quite small. It became my talent then. I became no girl at all. Invisible girl, clearly I'm not seen. I can see everything everywhere that I've been. Invisible girl, hiding on the shelf. I can see everyone, just can't see myself. Wow. Wow. Chris, produce it, play it, Mac, put it on the air. Let's go. Creepy, but yeah, he did. <laughs> okay. So that was it, huh? Wow, very good. Actually, it's on Spotify. I like it. Is it really? Invisible Girl, Cynthia Smith. Own it today. I got to be Superman because I want to go fly the earth backwards like so gain like 20 years back. Yeah, yeah. Turn back time. If I knew now yeah, what yeah. I knew then, right? We, we go to the racetrack. If I could turn back time. I was just happen. about to sing Shane. Exactly. Don't even get me started. I wouldn't, listen, you know Angel Cadero's always going to like. Fa- Angel Cadero. Let me tell you something about Angel Cadero. Now, you know, he's always going to lose three or four. I've been with uh, three or four. He's a jockey. Well, He's a jockey. He for runs. Him. He runs seven races every day. Draco, I lived a block away from Saratoga Racetrack for twelve years. Okay, there were yeah, nights. I, I probably bumped into you. There, there were nights when me and my friends were around looking for Angel, and we had like tire wrenches. We were going to hit the yes. guy with. You got to get yeah tire wrench. Man, oh man, that guy when when killed me. killed me killed everybody. Just a jockey, Angel Cadero. The only guy I liked was Lafitte Pinkai. You could always count on him when you wanted. I what don't do mean, know why. What do you mean always, he killed everybody? He never won the big race. But but you always said Angel's going to, you know, he's like the most overrated jockey, famous jockey. Yeah. And he was a millionaire. He never won. Yeah, yeah never won. How the hell did he do that? Hmm. Racing is so clean. I don't understand. It's amazing. Right. Barbara, do you have a uh, song about racehorses or anything? <laughs> hmm. No, horses, no, no racehorse songs. Okay. No. How, do, you have, do you have a song about Juan Juan? Something that Juan Juan might take to heart? Ooh. Well, the song that I was going to do, he might take to heart, as many who hear it do. Okay, let's hear it. But it's it's about the island. Okay. As soon as I got to the city, 
I noticed that there were no breezes Not like the ones that blow down the middle road Waiting out there on the summer night For the pickup truck to come Somebody drove into the ditch, I turned the radio on I danced right there in the road There's something about these island nights They usually end up in the morning light Looking for heart on a different county highway Soon as I get back to these waters, I know that there'll be no reason to worry about the time that passed away. I'm standing outside your window in the sunrise, in the rain, wondering, could I go back in? Wondering, could I? stay here there's something about these island nights they usually end up in the morning light looking for heart on a different county highway talk to me won't you tell me all the reasons why I cannot stay the night Hold me close, give me something to believe in But if you're gonna love me, love me right Love me right As soon as the sun goes down Gonna drive to the outside of town Kick off my shoes and dance another night away And maybe I'll be there with you Or perhaps just the stars and the sky and the moon Looming for the breaking of another day Something about these island nights They usually end up in the morning light Looking for heart on a different county highway I lost my heart on a different county highway Everybody yeah. loved wow. the one. Love that song. That's a nice song. Wow, Baba, that's cool. Thank you. Um, that was for you, Wani. Okay, yep. Juan, your turn. Sing us a song. Um. Okay, for our next number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No. It's been a hard day's I was gonna, night. Beatles. It's been a hard day's <laughs> night. I've been working yeah. like a dog. Like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. We're going to have to pay Beatles clearance money now. So. Make me feel all right. You know I work all day. And Chris makes the Beatles. Hey, listen. If I only like the Beatles, right? There's a little bit of uh, um, inaccurate information in the song we were just singing, Don't Stop Believing. And I think Switchy probably knows what it is. Do you know what it is, Switch? Do you know the song, Journey, Don't Stop Believing? What's the inaccurate thing? Well, the guy goes, you know, uh, the city girl, blah, 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 blah. But he says, here's a city boy born and raised in South Detroit. South Detroit is Toronto. Correct? <laughs> what? Isn't that right, Switchy? Well, if you go far enough south, well, actually, no, Toronto would be east. East, yeah. Wouldn't it be north Detroit? East a little yeah. bit north. Would be yeah. south Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, if, you, if, you, if you go south from Detroit, you will hit that part of Canada. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Goes out a little bit. There are parts bit. of the United States that are further north than Canada. But, By the way, Toronto is, is almost not quite due west. It's kind of west and a little bit north. Mm -hmm. We were rolling. Obviously, I need to look at a map. We had we all do. We I had no idea that Detroit was you know north really? of Toronto. Yeah, no, no. This is what I'll be doing all night is no. trying to figure this out now. Thanks, up, Jocko. Do you have a song you want to sing, Jocko? Okay, there he goes. Turn on your microphone. Turn on your brand new mic. Turn on your microphone. I turned it off so oh. you didn't hear the chair, see? Oh, come on. Bad boys, bad boys, what you got to do? Okay. That's it. That's turn, all I got. Turn it back off. Now, listen, if Coco was here, he was would. was funny, you know, telling him, pull your pants up. <laughs> my pants, you know, do you want to report on my pants? Yeah, I do. I, I pulled them down to readjust the paper clip and it cut me all the way down to my knee. Jeez. Yeah, no, not not paper clip. Oh, yeah. Are you bleeding right now? I'm bleeding paper slightly. Clip. Yes, I Wait, am. does Jocko know about this? Jocko. He wasn't here for this. He doesn't even no know. Idea. My underpants no split. My underpants split and I, I had to I had to paper clip them together and now I'm bleeding. Staples, staples. Staple. Yeah, you want staples? No, no. thanks. Yeah, if you saw the staple here, you wouldn't want it to get anywhere hey, near. I got, a, I got a line of duty injury when I came to South Carolina, and I said, I can't believe this. The chair was broken, and I like had to get like six stitches in the side of my thigh. It's like I'm bleeding out over here. Just sew me up. Would you, would you fall off the chair? It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I just turned. The chair was like cut. Like oh, oh yeah. Huh. Chair. The, hmm. the bar was broken. I didn't even realize. And I told the chief, I said, you got to buy me a new pair of pants, right? Because he's a wreck. Yeah. He was happy to hear that. By the way, Mac, I have yes. an update on Toronto. Go ahead. If you, if you, if you go, if you, you know how Michigan looks like a mitten, oh, if you go okay. west from Toronto, it'll hit the thumb. Okay, wow, that straightened so it's, it out. It's not horribly far north of Detroit, but it is north of Detroit. Raven is all straightened out on that. Okay. Just I can tell by looking at her. Look, she yeah, like she got 100%. It. He lost she me. I know it. it. He lost me in Michigan. You know, the looks like a peninsula of the mitten. You know, we always, Michiganders, yep, a peninsula hold their hand up thing. and say, yep, well, I live, that's I live like here, but I, thing... I used to live here. Yes. We vacation up here. Oh, he just gave us the middle finger, folks. <laughs> wow. All was, of those things. Was, I get it. Here, but it was, it was oh, surrounded by other see, fingers. This is a radio I was, show. I was up here last I, week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? She's playing the Straits of Mackinac. She's oh, yeah. I, I used to, uh, we used to vacation on an island, Boyce Blank Island in the Straits of Mackinac, just hmm. east of Mackinac Island. 
and east to the bridge, Mackinac wow. Bridge. Sounds like lines of the song. Uh, Switch. You were made up, right? <laughs> Switch, you going to sing for a Switch? Switch, you got, You want to sing a little? couple bars. If somebody else would sing, I'll do the miming. <laughs> the miming. Okay. Lip syncing, you mean? For everyone under 50? Yeah. Okay. What's, the, what's the difference? Okay. Um, so that's a no. Sounds like a hard no. Chris, I suppose. Listen, I have too much respect for the people here to belt out. If I was, if I had all the uh, uh, fluids that uh, Raven had in her right now, Possibly. Uh, I would do I this think, regardless. Did he say fluids? It doesn't matter, okay. it doesn't matter see, I, the fluids that are inside of me. Yeah. I would do this anyways. How do we, oil okay. can, beer can. Where like do we, how do we get the fluids in Raven's body? And I'm stone sober. Yes. You're great. Really? Yeah, well, you're probably <laughs> the only one. Here's Barbara. Wow. Uh, so anyway, okay. So is, we got, is anybody ever sang in a bar like karaoke or just got up and sang, uh, you know, it's no. uh, no. open no. mic night or anything like that? No. No. No, I was in a band for literally two minutes. Really? And How we fun. wrote two songs. We did one cover. We did one show. Yep. And that was it. Two minutes. All right. What was the name? What was the name of the band? Yeah. Raven and the Raves? Yeah. I wanted to name it Blue Ruin. And then my counterpart, it was a folk band. My counterpart wanted to name it something stupid because he had no taste. Okay. And um, we did one show because we couldn't agree on anything. Huh. Obviously, I was in the right. Of course. Clearly. Of course. Yes. Clearly. Right. What did you sing? So, what folk songs did you sing? We, so we wrote two folk songs uh -huh. together. Oh. So we wrote those. I, I mean, I couldn't even, I don't know what they are. And then we did a cover of um, From Autumn to Ashes, um, a song called um, Autumn's Monologue. It's mm -hmm. a really good song. Okay. I thought I did really good. Yes. You know? But what happened? Yeah. They fire you after two minutes? It's a good song. Yes. Okay. So creative distance, what? creative what? differences broke minutes, up the band. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Well, you know what? We're at the, the we were we know. were both Pisces, so it's like we, we blame fight, it on yes. you know? Blame it on that. Was it a girl? Was it were you partnered with a girl yeah. or was it a guy? No, it was a guy. Oh really? Okay. All right. All right. Well that happens a lot. Uh, so listen, we got two minutes left, so we have to say goodbye to everybody. Oh, bummer. Estelle, California, thanks for joining us wherever you are. What was she, deported back to France? What happened? I don't know. She dropped out. Okay. Uh, Barbara okay. With. Barbara With. Beautiful songs. Beautiful. Yeah. You've been on the show a number of times, but we should have had you done this before, really. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Let me share. Thank you. Cynthia. real good live. Cynthia, same for you, but we know you better. So let's give Cynthia. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So good. Nice to here. Thanks for inviting me. Are, are you in Amesbury? She's in Amesbury, where the rich people live in Amesbury, right on the river. Uh, oh. We used to be the poor end of Point Shore, but we're not anymore. Not anymore. That's for sure. Very nice place. Good for you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Let's do it again soon. Uh, Chris Billius. Chris, we got to give Chris a hand because he's going to. Hey, Chris. He'll pout thank later. He'll pout later. Okay. Chris, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Pleasure. Okay. Switchy, of course. Switchy, thank you. Nine and a half mile. Well. Nine and a half mile, the Switchy story. What do you think about that? Eight and three quarters. Really. Eight and three quarters. Eight, really? Just south just south of nine miles. Really? Right near Woodward Avenue. I thought he was talking about something else there for a second, but apparently not. Uh, thank you, Switch, for joining us. Coco, wherever you are. Jocko, thank you. Anyone here? Who would you arrest? Look at all these people. Who's the first person you'd arrest besides me and Wanda? Just for general principles. Right. Nah. Well, just to have a chat like? Yes. A chat. 
This guy hiding. I don't know. Yeah, he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. out. <laughs> it's the look, the look on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guilty. Thank you, Draco, for joining us. Okay, thank you, everyone, for thank joining you. us, and thank, thank you, you, everyone out thank there, you. for joining us. And I should just tell everybody, I'm going to do the plugs real quick, but uh, you should also get in on our World War II trivia contest. It turns out, one one, I gave out the wrong email address. What for the past three weeks? So <laughs> you go to um, macmaloney.com. So you get this right, and then there'll be a radio section there. Click on there, and you can send us an email and uh, put your name into the Magic Fishbowl. And uh, June 1st, we're having the second round of World War II Trivia. Uh, the guy who is Master of Ceremonies is our good friend Phil Orbanes. He owns the company called Winning Moves. They're the company that make Risk, Monopoly, Rubik's Cube, Shoots and Ladders, Juan Juan's favorite, Sorry. And, and yeah. you know, and he, this guy knows his games. And the, um, the prize I, is I like a, Twister. Twister, that's filthy. doesn't make that. And um, <laughs> naked Twister, actually. The prize is uh, a European risk. It, it, you play the game of risk, but it's just in Europe, and I think it weighs 11 pounds. It's made of teak, whatever. So send us an email. We'll put your name into the Magic Fishbowl. We pick you out. You, um, the winner will be playing for you. World War II trivia contest coming up. Also, Homes for Our Troops. Homes for Our Troops is a military charity. What they do is that they build homes for wounded Iraqi and Afghani war veterans, people who came back without limbs and so on, and they build these houses just for them, you know, wider hallways, easier ways to get up and down the stairs, that kind of stuff, and then they give them the keys. They don't have to pay for it. No mortgage, nothing. They deserve it. That's Homes for Our yeah. Troops. Homes for Our Troops. Just um, uh, look them up on the Internet. They give 88 cents to every dollar. Uh, it goes to our veterans, and um, that's a lot in the charity biz. You know, and I could stay here for an, for an entire day saying I don't think that private organizations should be doing this for our veterans. I think the country should be doing this for our veterans, but that's Absolutely. another show. I agree. Also, the People's Mosquito Project, our good friend Ross Shop and his mad Englishman friends, are uh, putting back together a war plane from World War II. The, the uh, mosquito is made mostly of wood because they're running out of steel in England, and they put two Rolls-Royce engines on it, and it was the fastest thing in the war for about two and a half years. They didn't. Some of them they didn't put machine guns on because Juan Juan. Because the mosquito could outrun the bullet. They could outrun the bullets. You know, well, yeah. if it's wood and two Rolls Royce engines on it, it's going to go fast. Imagine, right? imagine sitting in the back, you know, with your scarf flailing yeah, in the wind, and you look turn around. There's a bullet chasing you. But yeah. sort of, yeah, it's, it's like a cartoon. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bugs Bunny drops. His little face on him. Yeah. Acme, Acme, Acme bullets. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. <laughs> Right. Uh, so uh, also, uh, yeah. So uh, Ross Shop, the Peters Mosquito Project, they're putting together this, uh, putting back together this warbird warplane from World War II. And Juan Juan has volunteered to take the first ride in it, first civilian ride in it, without a parachute. Correct. That's right. Mm. I'm so confident this thing is going to fly. Really? Yeah. Good and, for you. And land too. Mm -hmm. Can I have your car? Can I have your car if something goes wrong? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll put it in my will. Juan has a great, really nice car. I want his hat. What color is that? Uh, like one of those. Chartreuse one to me, yeah. What is no, car? Black, black Dodge Challenger. Black, black Dodge Challenger. Yeah, you knew what it was. Yeah. So I don't know if it was one. You, you know, they got that special green one, like whatever. Nah, nah. Those are for salaries. Hey, listen. You look at this car, and it looks like a getaway car. Wow, from a bang. Looks like a cruiser. Okay, listen. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us, and we'll be back uh, next week. Have I thanked everyone, Raven? I didn't thank you. Did I? Did I? Can I thank you again? Is that possible? You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You Thank you so much for having me. You're this welcome, This is Raven. so fun. Are you ready to sing us out? We're going to go. We're gonna Thank come. you, Walmart. Okay. We're going to go on Don't Stop Believing. Are we doing it? Get ready. Yep. 
Go ahead, Chris. Oh, Chris Billy. Doing it. Okay. Famous Pythos. Yeah. Are we starting on the chorus? Yes, yes. Let's give ourselves awesome. a hand. And I will sweeten that up. We in post. I'm I'm sweating. Thank you. Ugh. We are too. Thank you everyone listening to us. Until next time, this is Mac for the entire gang saying be safe, be happy. And, and don't stop believing. Right. And bye bye.